Forward sizzle. But there were some interesting comments from um, the Fox experts. All oh, right, what did they say? Well, basically said, oh, how are they going? How are they sitting where they're sitting on the ladder? I'm like, because they've lost four games. That's what happens. You don't win the games. You sit at the bottom of the ladder. It's kind of how oh. it works. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 290 of Not The Footy Show. Yes, we're only 10 episodes away from the magical 300. It's only taken us, <clears throat> oh, just, oh, just that's so old, so long ago that I had to dust off the um, records of the first pod we did back in 2010. Uh, Cocksmith, 290 in the books, and it feels like that long since um, Canberra won a game against Brisbane, or is it just me? Or won a game this season. <laughs> Uh, we've knocked over the undefeated Broncos. We beat them 20 to 14. Ricky Stewart, once again, he's a genius. He's a master motivator. And what I wanted to open up with, sorry, it's Warwick Nicholson, it's Rob Cox, uh, is mate, the exchange of text matches as we had on, was it Friday or Thursday when uh, the Broncos announced that they were re-signing uh, Kevin? After the... a... It was after the oh, yes, game, wasn't yes. I think it was Friday. So uh, it was announcing that they were... Yes, Friday. Uh, extending Kevin for two more years. And a couple of things that I thought just were worth pointing out as we open the show, and that is the Broncos don't seem to learn about, you know, the start of seasons don't equal, you know, end results because they've they've gone off early again. They did it last year and they've done it again. And I don't get it, Cocksmith, regardless of the result on the weekend. I just don't understand this this trend across the game where you have six good weeks and all of a sudden you get rewarded with multi-year deals. And this isn't a criticism of Kevin Walters in the slightest. It's just clubs are doing this. What? I just think it's fraught with danger. Well, I, look, I, I agree with you. Um, what's in it? What's the benefit of doing it before round 12 or 13, mm-hmm. whatever the halfway mark of the season is now? Um why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take a good look at the year? You, you know, you've got. He's not going to go anywhere else. Yeah. Kevy's not getting signed anywhere else by anyone. Yep. So, why wouldn't you say to him, "Look, Kevy, we want to we want to re-sign you, but we aren't going to do it until at the very earliest round twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we we need you to be winning at least sixty percent of your games or something like that. Or even if you didn't say that, we, you know, we're going to review it after twelve rounds, and if all's going well, we'll re-sign you. Um, I don't understand why they do it. I, I, you don't get a really good feel of what, how the coach is going, and you know probably until you know unless he's lost a lot of the games, until probably round ten or twelve, because just like possession in a game, you know that tends to even out after mm. after a few rounds, after a dozen rounds or so. Yeah, I think they've gone off too early. In saying that, um, just before we started to roll, I did say to you that I, I think Kevin Walters is probably the nicest. Bloke uh, in the NRL, he's probably, he's definitely the nicest coach. Uh, I'd love. I reckon to he's got an angry side though. He's certainly. Oh I reckon, yeah, I reckon he can blow up at his team. That's good. You need that. Uh, uh, he's got a he's got a blow up in him, but I, I still think that if you got him in a relaxed moment, he'd be he'd be awesome to have hang out and talk footy with and have a beer with. You know. So is he the um, uh, origin legend but, you're getting on the podcast this week? Is that? Oh, it could be. It could be. <laughs> we'll it could after be we any, him, it could be after we him for the next ten minutes, we'll get Kevin on on Wednesday. 
Uh, I just want to quote, it was on Thursday that he, re- he announced. Uh, this is Dave Donahue, the Broncos CEO. And this is just why, this is the round six review, but I think it's important just to, to take stock of the fact that we're only six rounds in, people. And this is why I'm not getting excited about Canberra beating Brisbane. It's not the lead. The lead is clubs are going off way too early on extensions, huge contracts, and you know Payne Haas wanting over a million for five years, the most expensive player in the game was one of the things. It's just, come on, just mm, temper it back. This is Dave Donaghy. He says, Kev is doing a fantastic job as Turi's staff and the entire playing group. The contract extension for Kev is recognition that he has the football part program on the right path, which you could have argued was the case at this time last year, if not halfway through the year, almost round 12, like you were saying. His next paragraph's the key. Whilst the season is still only young, our team's performance over the opening rounds is a testament to the way Kev and the whole program have stepped up over the preseason to work hard and progress together. They just got beaten by a team that has looked horrendous the last couple of weeks. That basically got out enthused. Uh, they wanted it more, the Raiders. And even Reese Walsh, when he was interviewed at the end of the game, you could see that just they just expected to win. Now, that's a good thing, Cocksmith, but... To me, it's a red flag on, you know, there's a long way in the season to go and this team's got to build that that uh, resolve back in them when things start going against them, which they did last year and they missed the finals from a position you just didn't expect them to miss at all. And yet, here we are, we're going to reward the coach, we're going to reward the players, we're going to sign everybody to a long-term deal. It just, it just doesn't... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I think it's, you know, it's seen on the performance on the weekend that you're just going off too early. Yeah, yeah, all that I agree with, you know. And but the thing with the Raiders the other night, the the Raiders, you know, did seem like they just came out very enthusiastic mm. and just really wanted to play that game and 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 get into it. And and it, you know, it probably played into Ricky's hands a little bit them re-signing Kev during the week, uh, because you know when you when you get a rise at work or you get an extension on a contract, you tend to get you know happy and a little bit relaxed and. I'm not saying Kevy lost him that game, but you know the, the 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 around the camp might have been a little bit upbeat, and down in Canberra is very different. Uh, Ricky was probably telling players that they're playing for contracts. If they don't turn up, he'll clean them out, and he's probably got the blessing of the board to do that. So there was a very different feeling in each camp, I'd say. And you know, Ricky's, you know, there is no, I don't know, if there's any more inspirational coach. And whether inspirational is a threatening coach or whatever you want to call it, but I don't know if there's many coaches in the comp that can have the influence on a team like Ricky Stewart can. Um, he certainly read them the right act. He certainly told them how terrible they've been, um, and they needed to do better. And and they did just that. They did better. And uh, you know, be what may be what uh, what happened in the last couple of minutes of that game. Um, and whatever your thoughts are, Canberra still deserved to win that game. They were the better team um, for for the eight over across the eighty minutes. So, um, you know, uh, if you want to talk about that, let's talk about it. The, I just want to quickly uh, touch on Stewart incident. because um, the, the the pot shots on Stewart. There's plenty of them. People say he can't coach. He he lucked into a premiership. If you really think that Ricky Stewart can't coach, you obviously didn't watch the game on Saturday night because that is an example of a coach still having it, still having your playing group, finding a way to motivate a side that was down on troops against a team that hadn't lost a game, that everyone was saying was a premiership favourite. Uh, and they go out and they and they 
you know, they, it came close to unravelling at the end. But the thing that stuck, struck me about Canberra's performance, and it's something that I've said in the podcast and I've said to you privately, it's that I just want to see us have not just a crack, but try and put points on, try and play some football. And what I saw from Ricky wasn't just the motivator. It was Jamal Fogarty. I got you in Canberra to run this team. And we got to the second week of the finals last year. Great. But there's no Jack tonight. We've got Seb Crisp trying to play fullback. We've got uh, Tom Starling and Zach Wolford sharing the nine. And Brad Schneider's not really ready for prime time. And that's the best performance I've seen Jamal Fogarty play almost at any level, uh, whether it's for the uh, Titans or for the Raiders. He was Mm -hmm. absolutely outstanding. The other night, it wasn't just his way he ran the team and got them going and they played some football. His defence was outstanding on the right edge for Canberra. And uh, Ricky Stewart found he found some buttons to press Cocksmith, and that's why I think he deserves a big a big slice of credit for that win. Yeah, look, I I think Jamal was good. I I think Schneid, that was Schneider's best game in NRL. Um, I think Starling came on and and lifted the team uh, with his enthusiasm and his energy. Um, I think all round. I mean, I, I, I can't really think of anyone who had a shocker the other night. Um, you know, I, I think all round they just deserve the win. Um, yeah. And that's Corey the way that Stewart wants to see them play. Was big as well. Yeah, he was very, he was, very. He was really, really good. Yeah, you made, want to talk about the Marty played himself into a knee yeah. situation? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we we definitely exchanged some messages on Sunday morning uh, around it. Gavron was here. Just forewarning, Rob and I are fine. <laughs> Uh, we go at each other a little bit here. Uh, just a quick apology. I talk over Rob a little bit too much, so I apologise for that. But hopefully you enjoyed the debate around where we're coming from, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, was it a penalty or not? Or more to the point, uh, was it an accident? Or does that matter? Interesting. Yeah. The long and the short of for me, Cocksmith, is as he runs down the field to put pressure on the fullback, he's responsible for the outcome. I have no dramas with it being a penalty. Yes. I, I didn't think it was an absolute, you know, cut and dried, it's foul play, but I still think it's a penalty. What frustrates me in the way that the game is officiated is that we're debating whether that's a penalty and yet we can have thing earlier in the game where Kurt Capewell shouldered, uh, tackled uh, Papa Lee in the face and the video ref didn't do anything about it. That's the stuff that I don't understand is that if you want to say uh, the other one is, is unlucky, it's an accident, sure. But the other one was Capewell's just as responsible and they did nothing about it. This is where I think the angst that comes out is that they're letting stuff go and then they're going to ping that, which, as I'm sure you'll say, is completely accidental. Well, look, uh, the Capewell one I don't really want to talk about um, only because I... I... I think it's completely different. Capewell did that, and it should have been he should be getting suspended for it. Um, I, I see the Marty to power one a little bit like um, the elbow on Flegler. Um, I'm not sure as I'm not sure as as a player, an attacking player, if you're meant to um, keep your elbows down rather than flail them about. But Flegler was definitely um, taken from the field uh, with an mm-hmm. HIA because of an elbow to the head by an attacking player. After um, being tackled. Let's just make that absolutely clear. That was that was recoiling from Oh, it doesn't matter. It was in the... It wasn't, it was, he didn't, he didn't was, lift any the, elbows in the, into act, the tackle, mate. That's, that's the it difference. Was in the act of, it was in the act of being tackled, okay? Um, it was during the game. Um, it was completely 
uh, an accident. I don't think he meant to. I never said that he meant to do it. I don't think he meant to do it. Uh, who was it? Was it Chris? Was it Sebastian Chris? Mm. Yeah, that's, 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 I, I, I don't think the accident thing is relevant in that situation because it's not something he even oh, no, 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 no. Well, I, think it is. I think it it's, is. It's his body recoiling think... from the tackle of the guy before him. I think it is relevant because it's an accident, okay? And I think to Powers one is just as much an accident. Um, he's trying to pressure a kicker. It, you know, he's he's doing he's going out there and doing what he's been told to do. Yeah, um, and he much the same way. Well, not really, because the match review committee said there's nothing to pay. That doesn't um, mean it's not a penalty, Cosmo. That's the key. It doesn't mean it's not a penalty. It means well, it's not so a you don't think so hold on, you don't think Chris's one should have been a penalty or not? No. A guy a guy's now going to sit down for twelve days. That's that's, that's not a penalty because it's, it's it he that came out of the reaction. So, of the and this is on. and this is and this is and this is why I think you're a little bit one eyed on this was because yeah. if you take the people. jerseys Strap away, in. um, well, mate, I I I'm I'm determined to tell you that this is what I think. Mm. Um, I think you are being a little bit one eyed. I don't think Marty Tapao's, you know, was. I don't think it's a penalty. I don't even think it's a penalty, to be honest with you, because I think what's he meant to do? I mean, Jordan Rapana took the ball, then ducked into his knee. I mean, Jordan Rapana had a little bit that. to do with this as I'm well. Not I'm not debating that, Coxman. So, debate. so what you're saying is that Marty Tapao's... Is responsible for what happens in the tackle. By putting the pressure on him, so he's responsible. Jordan, so Jordan Rapana isn't responsible whatsoever. He caught the ball. And uh, so let me ask you this: What happens? Himself. Hold on. What? Let me let me ask you this: What happens if Jordan Rapana is running the ball mm. towards the defence, yep. trips over and smashes his face open on on Marty Tapao's knee, who's coming up to pressure him? Accident. Marty Tapao has Accident. To, exactly Marty, like the one the other Marty night. Marty Tapao. Marty Tapao. It's not a penalty. Marty Tapao is responsible when he goes to put pressure on the kicker, the guy catching no, the ball. No, but. Different. No, but different that's what I'm saying to you. If he's let's say Marty Tapao springs out, it's not the reason why the penalty happened, mate, was because of the blood. It's the only yeah, reason. But, if but if we know Rapana that's how it goes works. down and that's doesn't cut his head open and doesn't and doesn't and doesn't come up looking like he's in the Jaws movie, then there's no penalty. It's actually probably a knock on because Atkins called it a knock on in the beginning. Um, if there's no injury to him other than being dazed. If there's no cut, it's a no penalty. It's a you've lost the ball, Jordan. And I don't agree with that. I think that I th I actually think that it is an accident, and I think Rapana should have been been given the ball after a, an accidental head knock. Um, in saying all of that, um, I do think that Canberra deserved to win. I'm not saying that the ball yeah. should have been taken off him. I just I just, I just think I, I, I just can't think see how. Uh, to power isn't responsible for the end result when he's the one that chooses to go put the guy pressure on. That's the bit that I don't think you can say isn't a penalty. I'm not saying suspension. That's not what I'm saying, Coxman. In the slowest. No, I know what you're saying, but it's only it's in the same kind of category. A penalty. Uh, 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 then the next thing is suspension. We saw one. We saw one last year. Who was it? Who was it that used to play for the Broncos but now plays for Manly? What's his name? Well, um, Bullimore, was it either last year or the year before, a player's running towards him with the ball and basically trips over before he gets to him and Bullimore hits him high and I think he got binned or 
bent or something, something happened. Um, again, another accident. I mean, yeah, you can say that he should be taken care and he shouldn't have tackled him and, and Tapao should have stopped five metres before and let Jordan Rapana catch the ball. But I, I just don't think that that that's rugby league. I, I think that we're getting away from... I think... You know, I'll, I'll finish and then you can finish yeah, yeah. because we'll, otherwise we'll talk about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> but I think rugby league is a game where you, the chances are you can get hurt and the chances are you will get hurt in a game of rugby league. Um, and when you take that away, it stops being rugby league. And and this is the big difference between what I think, rugby league and touch football. You know, the NRL had a massive brainwave a few years ago when they bought the touch football competition. Mm. Uh, and then wondered why people weren't even a little bit interested. Oh, why, why are they watching this? It's amazing. Yeah, they're skillful and everything. But the moment you take the chance of somebody being hurt out of it, out of the equation, people don't give a rats because, geez, I can go down the I can go down the field and watch ten year olds play that game. The biggest draw card in rugby league is the defence and the collision. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have players storming down the field and pressuring kickers and and Look, I, I don't think I don't think Rapana dropped the ball because of the pressure. I think he dropped it because of the head knock. Um, what I believe the accidental head knock was. But if you take that out of the foot, the game and you say, "Hold on, Marty should have pulled up three meters before and just let Jordan catch it," well, then Marty probably gets his gets his ass fired, mate, because he's meant to be there to be an enforcer and to be a, a bloke that's intimidating and to scare people. Uh, and if there's no collision, if there's no chance of a collision, there's no scariness. And Marty just becomes a, a big dude playing football. So I respectfully, and I, I've, I've listened to your, your argument, and I, I, I'm borderline agreeing with you, but the thing that stops me from agreeing with you totally, or even a large percent, is because I think the game, when, when we take this collision out of the game, and when we take this, intimidation out of the game we soften the game up and i'm i'm not trying to say oh the game's gone soft but mm-hmm. what i'm saying is, is is when there's when there's a chance of clear and the players know that there's a chance every chance um i think that it, it weakens the game it waters the game down a little bit and and i you know what and i said this to you the, uh yesterday or the day before i totally think that jordan rapana I think he deserves an Academy Award because I think it was fantastic what he did. I remember, I remember watching James Brown back in the days when he was on stage and he'd pretend to collapse and they'd come out and they'd try and put a, you know, a cape around him to try and help him off. And he'd throw the cape away and say, you know, I'm okay, and he'd start singing again. And I think that was very much a partner. I think that he knew the mm-hmm. theatrics of what was required there. Uh, and and he did a good job. I mean, he didn't look too ill after the game. He looked Pretty good. Some of the video I saw of him on the aeroplane looked like he was in pretty jovial mood too. He, so, he is not um, playing next week, Cogsmith, just to be clear. No, I mean, only because he's not allowed. Uh, they've, they've, uh, the NRL has said that. He didn't have an HIA, by the way. Key key but point of conjecture. You're, you're putting words in my mouth. You think that I think that that shouldn't happen in the game. Not correct. Not correct. Okay. I'm saying that because it happened in that situation, it's a penalty. I'm not saying Marty Tapao shouldn't run down the field. I'm not saying that high tackles shouldn't happen in the game of rugby league. But the fact is, when he ran oh. down to put pressure on Rapana to make him drop the ball, he put himself in a situation where, unfortunately, his knee clocked the back of Rapana's head. Blood spurted out. Rapana got knocked out. I don't know why he let put the ball on the ground. I don't think it was just... Purely- I'm not sure he got knocked out. And 
Rabona wasn't knocked out. Sorry, he got whatever word you want to use, all right? He definitely clocked him in the head with his knee. We're not debating that? Oh, no, 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 not debating it at all. And cut him. Uh, Got him him pretty good. The penalties for for hitting him in the head. It's not whether he got concussed or not. The penalties for being hit in the the head. The penalty was for for the blood. Because it happened. Um, And that's the issue. And that's the issue I have. But if there's no blood, there's no penalty. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm I'm, I'm I'm fairly sure. I established earlier that the Capewell thing should have been a penalty and they made no attempt to to penalise him. He didn't even... And I I agree with you that the Capewell thing should have been a penalty. Um, But I I also think, you know, we can go around in circles if you like, but I also think... I'm not going around in circles here. I'm defending what I think you were saying that I'm saying and I don't think that's the truth. I also think when a player lashes out with his elbow... um, you know, oh, the, 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 he didn't lash out, man. Well, mate, he, he okay. Look at the tackle well, again. He, I encourage anybody I've, I've watching. Watched it. It's it's his I've body recoiling. It. It's his body recoiling. I've watched it, and and I I think that there is, I think there's just as much a reason to to blow a penalty, and it's very rare these days we see penalties with with uh, attacking players, um, striking another player. Whether it be accidental or Unless not, it's Joseph but, Suali, who's getting away with lifting his knees every tackle. Yeah, knees and there's other players around run, are running mm-hmm. with their what they call their bumpers up, but it's just a cocked elbow, really. Um, and I don't think Chris was doing that the other night. But look, I, 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 I think they're very similar. I think you know, I, there's an accidental head knock. Um, you know, are, are we going to see players soon get penalised? We probably would if there was a split. We might see one player who wasn't split um, from a head knock, from a head collision, a head clash. Um, I just, I just don't like, and and I, I'm I'm really neutral on this because I don't really terribly much like either team, and I don't dislike either team. I probably dislike the Broncos more than I dislike the Raiders, um, but I, um, I just don't, I just don't like seeing a, a you know, oh, there's blood. Oh, quick, we better do something about this because it doesn't look great on TV. Um, that's my way. That's that's what I think anyway, mate. We can just agree if to disagree. If they're going to miss other ones, so be it. But in this instance, that's what happened. The blood came out mm. and it's a penalty. And it's that's how they called it. I'm just saying that's... Well, well, there's it, no it, reason it, that it, it... There's no reason without, like, what's the word? There's no context that it should never be a penalty, is my point. So for them to decide that, is their is their prerogative whether they get every every call like that wrong or right? We know they don't. Like they 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 go one way, they go the other. The point is there was a situation there that they could have blown a penalty, and they did. I disagree with you, your assertion that you think that there's no way it should be a penalty, and that's where I sat. I didn't say that you take this out of the game. I didn't say that Marty shouldn't put pressure on. I'm just saying that the situation was uh, there where uh, a penalty is an option, and it was taken. I. Yeah, let me just finish here. I, I yep. think I think that there there is an opportunity for it to be a penalty, and that would be if if Marty went down and went to go to the ground and led with his knees. To me, then that's a penalty. But he ran past the play, and and accidentally clipped his knee after Rapana ducked his head into the into his knee. So, look, it's. To me, it's a very, very grey 50-50 at best. But I think that the thing that took it over the 50-50 was the blood. And that's that's where I stand on it, mate. Okay. 
we're but running out of time. The Raiders still the podcast, just so yeah. so it's going to become the Jordan Rapana, uh, Te- Marty Tepa'u, uh was it or wasn't it a penalty podcast? Quickly, the other games: Penrith gave Manly a toweling, and Anthony Seabold after the game was asked, "Did you see that coming?" What do you reckon his response was, Cocksmith? Oh, he wouldn't have seen it coming, mate. He's silver tongue. Silver tongue don't see that coming. Did but, he not see that Penrith beat Canberra by 50 the week before? Played great well, think, football. Yeah. <laughs> I think after the after the first half, I think Penrith was something like 70, 70 points to to six or to 12 or run. whatever it was. Yeah. On a you know, Penrith have clicked. You know, get out of poor the old way. Manly. If, if he didn't see that coming, I mean, it, they also struggled to a 32 draw versus Newcastle last week, Cocksmith. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, Anthony, that's your job as coach is to somewhat have an inkling that the Panthers might have that in them. Uh, the game today, Parramatta 28, Tigers 22. Um, we we touched on it before we started the pod. The long and the short of it is that Cocksmith turned it off at half time because he was angry. His fifteenth uh, team mm. wasn't going very well, so um, mm. then he then he turned it back on with the comeback. It sounds like Adam Tuahi may have done a knee. Hopefully, it's just a back of a hamstring in the knee. That's the, the best case scenario. But he looks like he's cactus for a while. Luke Brooks had good moments, bad moments. Mitchell Moses just created every try for Parramatta, pretty much. Fox Smith, uh, do you take any hope if you're a Tigers fan of that performance? I think you get a little bit of hope, mate. I, I mean. Um, Appy was very good. Um, Pumperley, he was better uh, this week. Dewey was good until he buggered his knee. Um, Brooks was not much better, a little bit. He had some moments. Not a lot. He had some moments. Look, uh, the thing that I was watching the first half, and he's doing these little runs that Cleary tends to do quite a lot early in games where he runs a player underneath him. and The inside ball was best. And that was basically all that Brooks did in the first half. Now, I went out and started cooking dinner, and I still could hear it. But (laughs) I walked back in a few times and looked at it. And uh, but look, Tim Sheens is another one that's really likable. You know, he's another one that's. And from from what I've seen and from what I I heard at the afternoon after the game, you know, he's obviously given these guys a lot of leeway and lessons, probably in in how to coach and. Um, I'll be surprised if the Tigers win any more than four games this year. Um, mm. But I'm I'm thinking that Benji and Co will probably learn a lot, um, which might be the whole and, plan, Cocksmith. Because if he just taken over, he isn't past this round potentially. Yeah, and look, maybe the other thing with him is he he looks at the team and says, you know, we've bought a few players. We've got one bloke that's that's uh, sucking ten percent of our cap out of the out the back door. He's not really offering much, but we'll get rid of him next year and we'll get someone else in. And uh, There could be a bit of that going on. I'm not sure, but I, I know that he's trying to build, you know, and, and it's so painful when, you, when your team has a rebuild and a, and a five-year plan and all that kind of mm. stuff. So um, I did see some better stuff today, though, from, from the Tigers than I've seen in the past. Junior Tupo was really good on the wing for the Tigers. He had a great game for them. Uh the annoying thing from the Fox narrative today was how good Parra are. How are they two and four? How are they one and four? Because they lost games. That's how it works. <laughs> if you don't win the games, that's how your record is what it is. So uh, interesting wins for the uh, Parramatta this year. They've knocked off Penrith and they've knocked off the Tigers. Uh, 
Well, like I like I said to you before, just before, mate. Uh, if Parma had have lost this this game against the Tigers, if the Tigers had have just lifted a little bit more and and got them, um, Parramatta would be equal last with the Tigers. Uh, not real good for last year's uh, runners up. Two teams that are doing a lot better than we thought. Uh, although the Warriors, I thought, were disappointing uh, on Sunday night, but the Knights beat them thirty-four twenty-four. Self belief looks like it's back in the Hunter Fox Smith. There was a moment there. I don't know if you watched the game where Edward Cosey made a break, and nine Newcastle Knights players raced after him, and there was only one Warrior in support. Uh, is Aaron mm. O'Brien safe all of a sudden? Because they've got three. I think he might be. Losses. He might he might be safe until at least after the Origin, and we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Not that they'll lose many in the Origin, but they're in the eight. It's pretty we'll phenomenal. See. Well done, Newcastle. Uh, Warriors disappointing loss, but Sean Johnson going tremendous. Geez, playing well. Uh, speaking of playing well, oh sorry, not playing well. Supercoach Payton and his Cowboys. Uh, they may have uh, taken it a little bit easier in the off season. They're two wins from six games, and they've looked horrible. Uh, yeah. They got done by Redcliffe, thirty-two twenty-two. And on what planet does a coach play Jake Granville more minutes than Jason Tamalolo in the same position? Because that happened on Friday night. I'm not sure, man. I, <laughs> I, I know that I know that Peyton has had this ongoing, almost a maybe it's an internal battle or whatever it is with Tamalolo. I, I you know, he made some comments. Remember he, that first year? Yeah, he needed gonna, more out of him. And, yeah, you know, I'm going to play him less and get more. Was the gist of. Just of that. Um, Redcliffe, four and two. Uncle Benny, you're on fire. Uh, Hamaso, Tabo, Fido, just going gangbusters. He's got a try in every game this year, Cocksmith. It's just... Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> uh, Melbourne, go as Cam Munster goes. Melbourne beat the East 28 to eight. Cam Munster, four games this year, four wins. That is the story of that game, is that Cam Munster is worth every cent you're paying him. Agree with that? Yep. Yep, uh, South Sydney, 50, Canterbury, 16. I don't read a lot into this. South did what they should have done against a team that had no players and had come off a four-day turnaround. So uh, Latrell and Co. really good. Yep. When that when that those guns fire for South, they look tremendous. And the last game, your Dragons. I don't know how they lost this game, although I've got a theory. Uh, you lost twenty eighteen to the Titans. Can I just point out mm. something that really bugs me with goal kickers? All right, and there's a few of them that have this in them. We only got three minutes. <laughs> when left. they miss ones that are sitters. The ones that, that it's not it's not to level the game. It's either to, to create the six point lead or it's to, to narrow the gap to where you can you can score twice to win, but you've only got to kick one of the goals to level. You know? Yes. The way he missed one today when it was twenty two to ten. If he kicks that, they're within ten points. He missed one that was to the left of the post. Gettable. Not easy, but gettable. Um Zach Lomax missed mm-hmm. the kick when they were up by four with three minutes to go. From an absolutely for him, he should just nail that. And then they lost the ball off the kickoff. Oh. And, got done, and there was another one a week ago where um, Matt Burton against the Cowboys, the kick that he should have got from the Preston try. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sorry, this is this is why mm. you're goal-kicking for your team. They're, they're the ones you have to kick because they're such a lift for your team because you, you score it and you get within four so the next kick can win the game as opposed to having to rely on those all those kicks afterwards to make sure they go over. And we saw it with the Tigers. Happy Coruscant to take the kick from touch. Like yeah, I don't know, it, too, it's a it's a big thing. Um, what do you think about the dragons? Quickly, any any feedback? Ah, uh, mate, you know, again, just heartbreakers. Um, a lot of the time, the dragons are fifty fifty. Um, 
Yeah, a, a, a real letdown. Lomax missed that kick. He was only 10 metres from the middle of the field. Uh, you know, like, I mean... Went I know, I know. He's a, he's a guy who's kicking, is the main kicker for your team. Uh, he's on a fair bit of cash and he's not slotting them from, from 10 metres off centre or 20 metres off centre. It's just... Yeah. And he you know, usually kicks the ball straight, remember, Coxman. He hits the ball and it cuts it in half, it goes straight. This one he tried to bring back yeah. from right to left. Anyway, it must have been winning you up there, I thought. Uh, the ladder after round six, the Broncos out in front, they're five and one. And it's funny how the cream rises to the top pretty fast, Coxman, because Penrith are second uh, on eight points, Melbourne are third on eight points, and the Redcliffe Dolphins and Warriors are, and the Titans are, and the Roosters are all on eight points. The way this stupid buy works. Sucks, but the Knights are in yeah. eight. So currently, the Broncos, Panthers, Storm, Dolphins, Warriors, Titans, Roosters, Knights. I have three of those teams making the finals. How about you? Yeah, uh, I think I've got four of them. Um, but mate, we're, we're not going to we're not going to see this thing level out until after round twelve. Correct. It's, and then there's the rest of the teams. We've run out of time. Ain't make sense. Take us out quickly, quickly, Clocksmith. That's episode two ninety. See you later. Catch you later, mate. Pepsi. We are one different. Yep. What do you got? Canberra aren't making the finals this year. Oh, stop it. I'm hanging up. I've got to go, mate. The <laughs> bars are calling me. The honky tonks are playing my tune. What What are you talking about? Not the show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi. <laughs>